hour number two, and uh, all of you joining us on the network, we can't say thanks enough, whether it's in Lacrosse and WKTY, Barroqua, WBRQ. Thanks for uh, taking a listen to us. And hopefully they've gotten, because uh, I know for a while they were on and off and on and off, and they had some things going on in Marshfield, WOSQ, ESPN Radio there. Our friends in Menominee, Marinette, good to have them on board. So uh, good stuff today. Uh, we certainly appreciate it. 877-867-1670. Welcome back. Hour number two of the Bill Michael Show. And uh, we have got uh, our buddy Eric Baranchek, uh joining us now on the hotline. So, Eric, I don't even know where to start. Last night was kind of a uh, tale of two halves. They discovered the run, which is what we've been screaming about for now seven weeks prior. Uh, suddenly, Samari Torrey and Romeo Dobbs look like maybe they could catch some passes. The offensive line still has misses that are problematic. Uh, the defense, um, the, the secondary, for whatever reason, has forgot how to tackle. I mean, where do you want to begin in this one? Man, boy, you just ruled it all out there, right? Um, I, you know, I'm not really sure, Bill. I, I, you know, I think I still think the biggest issue that they have to get cleaned up is that offensive line. That's where it all starts. And if they, it, you know, if Rodgers is going to feel better. And you can watch it. You know, I had a guy ask me this morning, he goes, uh, you know, is Rogers lost a step? Is that why he can't, you know, step up and slide out of the pocket? And I kind of laughed. I'm like, where's there a step up to? I mean, the right. guards in the in the center is in his lap at, at the, you know, darn near at the snap of the ball. So there's there's nowhere to step up to. So, no, I, 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 but they got to fix it. And on run plays, it seems like they get it together and then, Someone in you know you get two or three good stretches there, good good plays, and then someone inevitably screws up. Uh, it's just you know you kind of rack your head against the wall and wonder what the heck is going on. But you know if they're going to go, if they're going to try to salvage what's left of the season. They, the offensive line has got to take a big step forward. Okay, here's my question because I watched yesterday, uh, you know, with an open eye, and then I watched it again this morning, and it seems like every time there was a impactful play, it was either somebody was out of position, or they just completely whiffed on a block, or a penalty. Do you know? And I, I'm looking for blame. I, I'm saying, okay, is this coaching? Is this not paying attention to detail? Roger said it was a great week of practice and a great coaching uh, week. What? Because this is just unlike an offensive line that we've seen in the past. Is it just the fact that they moved guys, so many guys around so often this season? I no, I don't think so. Because if you look at the last couple of seasons, especially last season, they held up with. Uh, guys in and out of, I mean, at one point they were down Josh Myers, Elton Jenkins, and Bakhtiari, and they held up, and they were good, and this year they got Bakhtiari kind of back, and Jenkins back a little bit, and uh, Josh Myers hasn't moved around, and and they just can't get it fixed, and I I don't, you know, to me, to me, honestly, you know, something's, you know, know, and I hate to do this, because it's not really what my forte is, but the coaching staff's got to get that figured out, and they gotta they gotta work really hard to make sure that they're getting the understandings of stepping with the right feet, and you know all those little things uh, that aren't happening right now at the old. I mean, there's just you're gonna get physically beat. That's part of life in the NFL. I mean, everybody is good, uh, and I you know so you're gonna get beat on occasion, but just the multitude uh, of guys getting beat and and uh, getting put on skates is. It's, it's, it's tough to watch. 
Uh, yeah, I uh, you know, again, last night you're watching the line get collapsed. Aaron Rodgers moving in the pocket, getting bumped by offensive linemen who are getting pushed back three, four yards back into him. So I agree with you. I, I think if you can clean up at all the offensive line and cut down on some of the stupid penalties, you're already in the ballgame. Now the question is, do they – this whole thing about does Gutekinds need to make a move? I still believe if you can get a guy – that's on, say, a rookie deal that's an impactful player that you know, give up whatever because some of your draft choices, let's face it, third round specifically, just aren't panning out anyway. So why not go ahead and make a move and at the very least start laying the groundwork for next year? Would you make a move? I don't know if I would, but I, I you know, you convinced me enough there. You know, I guess the question you got to ask and I would ask is, Say I got to give up a second round. We, we talked a little bit on Friday about Claypool, right? So do you give up a second round pick for them? So what you have to ask yourself is two years from now, is Claypool better than the second round pick that I'm picking up today? I, you know what I'm saying? So I got a second mm-hmm. round pick next year. And is Claypool going to be better than the second round pick that I pick next year? I mean, that's got to be the question. The other question that unfortunately is facing this team is, is money. There's money issues there. So they got to, they got to be careful with what they do, and I, I know they. You need to have young guys come in and play, and be successful. But I'm not so sure. They're more than one. Maybe they're not. The, maybe they're no players away. Maybe it's just they got to get. They got to get that. You know, Wednesday through Saturday has got to get fixed. That's what it sounds. That's what it looks like to me. Bigger than that. Yeah. This this is where I ask myself: Is is a second round pick better than Josh Jackson? Is he better than Elton Jenkins? Yeah, that maybe would say uh, Owen Jenkins has been pretty solid. He's been a pro bowler. Uh, is he better than A.J. Dillon? Is he better than Josh Myers? Is he better than Christian Watson? I'd say, hell yeah, I'd give away a second-round pick in a heartbeat because you, what you've done is not much when it comes to the second round of the draft. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you there. So, you know, maybe. But, you know, I guess if you're looking for an impact player this year, even if you bring in a, 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 a vet or something like that, I think it's, I think it's difficult to get an imp- and a wide receiver. I think it'd be really hard to to be super impactful this year. Next year, probably, but this year, I think it'd be really difficult. It'd be a, an overall talent upgrade and ability to to break off throws or break off routes. Excuse me, would probably be elevated. Um, but I mean, really, when you're talking about with the offense, and you got to learn it, and you got to get with the quarterback, and you know, he talks all the time about how they got to have a, a, a connection there, and. That just isn't going to happen. I mean, you don't draft a guy and two weeks later he's catching 20 balls and going for four touchdowns. That just doesn't happen, I don't think. Um, I'm not so sure that what, you know, quite honestly, depending on the on the, on the uh, Devondre Campbell injury, you know, everyone wants to talk about offense, but, you know, if he's going to be out an extended period of time, maybe linebacker is the spot you got to pick up. Yeah. Um, I also want to – I want to flip over. I want to go – You've got uh, yesterday uh, a couple of times third down and third and five, third and six, third and ten, and you've got guys that are playing 12 yards back and backpedaling on the snap. Can you explain to me what the hell Joe Barry's thinking? I don't, um, unless they're going to try and play man coverage there. Um, I, I don't I don't understand that there. I mean, really, the way that the defense is set up, it's set up to not let any big plays happen. That's the whole premise of it. And teams want to run. Go ahead, run. Eventually, you're going to get a holding call, right? Or you're going to jump offside. There's going to be a penalty. Now it's second and 20 or second and 15, and it's really hard to dig out of that. 
I mean, that's the whole premise of their defense. And uh, I, to me, I just wish they were more attacking. You saw on occasion that they, they played some man coverage. They seemed to be able to figure out how to take away that deep crosser at about 15 yards. You know, they're running with that now. Um, but it, it, it is perplexing sometimes that they just look like they're playing soft. And quite frankly, you know, if they want to play that kind of defense, they got to be more like the Bills where they can get after it with their front four. And, you know, the, the, the reality is they're not getting it out of the defensive tackles. They're not getting enough pressure out of that front, the two guys with the hands on the ground, to make it the defense really go. And there's not enough pressure there. And if one of, you know, the, and, the, and quite frankly, the other part of it too, that, you know, looked real, you know, Rashawn Gary looked like he was lit on fire for a couple of weeks there. And now he's kind of settled back down to earth. And, um, you know, I don't know if that ankle is bothering them or what happened, but I mean, they, they got to get more pressure on the quarterback with their four guys that are on the line of scrimmage. And if, if that happens, things will get a little bit better. I think I, I really do. Um, then you can sit back and zone a little bit, but they're not they're not getting after it up front, and that's a problem. The uh, tackling in the secondary, Darnell Savage Jr. yesterday highlighted a couple of times where he had open field. Either one, he was completely faked out of his jock and kind of threw a body at somebody just to say he did something, or just whiffed, or just arm tackles. Uh, this guy was a hitter when he came into the league. I love the fact that he was a guy that loved to get his nose in there. He looks to me like he's playing not to get hurt. Does it Does it look the same to you? Certainly, you, you know, here's a great example. You remember the number three last night? I can't. His name is escaping me. That's safety for, for the Bills. That guy was yeah. a hitter. You know, he came up and laid people down. And, you know, you really wish you could see that out of, out of Savage. And, um, you know, I was expecting, I think we were all expecting him to have a little bit different season than what he's, what he's putting out there right now. And um, playing not to get hurt, yeah, that's kind of, that, I think that's pretty accurate. You know, I, I just would like to see him break down or, or just run through a guy for a change would really be nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, DeMar Hamlin. That was the guy, DeMar Hamlin, number yeah. three for, uh, for Buffalo. Yeah, he was DeMar a backup, Hamlin. too. He, yeah. But, boy, was he a thumper. I like that guy. Yep, no doubt. Um, the uh, I, you know, obviously Quay Walker going out that hurt somewhat. Stupid mistake. He talked about it, but after that, for the rotation the Packers had, I didn't think it was terrible. Losing Devondre Campbell, I thought, oh my god, here we go. They're just going to lose everything across the middle. They really kind of held their own. It wasn't terrible last night. Do we look at this and say, hey, this was something to build off of? Or do you look at it and go, you know what? That was probably one of the best games they played this season, and they still lost by double digits. Well, they they certainly kept it closer than I was expecting. I thought it was going to be a three touchdown game. Uh, I really did, especially after the first quarter. I'm like, Oof, this is not this is not boding well for them. Um, mm-hmm. Defensively speaking, I think you know you know I think McDuffie's a little undersized. He's, he's a little sawed off, but. You really liked, or at least I do. I like that he's, his motor is going, and he kind of he got home on a uh, he didn't get the sack, but he got a hit on the quarterback. Where when they they, you know, the guy he's replacing is runs a four three or whatever the heck four four whatever the heck he runs, and um, he doesn't get home ever. So I, I thought that was that was good. I, you know, he's a motor guy. Certainly was better against the run. I mean, Quay Walker won't step up into a hole if his life depended upon it. So that's. That's kind of um, 
disheartening. You know, maybe as a sophomore season next year, he'll turn around. But, I mean, right, he might be just trying to read too much. But he, there's no physicality there. I mean, he'll run a guy down, and it looks kind of impressive, uh, you know. For, uh, but there's no no physicality at the hole and does not step up in the blocks. And it's, it's, it's painful to watch. And it didn't take long. Play number one. In the first series, they found where Quay Walker was. And they, you know, cutbacks were designed to go right to him. Uh, they, you know, they went right at him, and I really like, uh, you know, the the Wilson kid. You know, I don't know much about him. Um, seems like his reads were okay. Um, certainly not as fast as what they had out there, and doesn't have the size or the length that Devondre Campbell goes. So I, I think he's gonna, you know, the Pack, Packers are gonna be playing the Lions, and they got that tight end there. I, that could be some problems. Uh, <clears throat> so in fantasy, I would definitely be starting that guy. But uh, you know, the reality is, is is they're not playing for a reason, and they're hanging, holding their own, and I think that's about as good as it gets. Yeah, I, my next question was going to be, what do you think the future of this team is? Do, you know, do do I don't know, other than maybe against the Lions, I don't know how many games they're going to be favored in, especially when they can't score more than, more than 20 points per game. As, as much as we can look at this game and go, ah, oh, there's some optimism here. If you can't get past 20 points per game, you're in trouble. Yeah, I mean, the average score in the NFL, average offense puts up 20 points a game, and you know, Packers can't do it. So they're below average. And, and, and quite frankly, they're going to be going into Detroit. Those guys are playing hard. And I think it's – and they run the football a little bit. they got some. They got some guys that can catch it. Um, you know, I, I think that's a buzzsaw waiting to happen right there. And, and in that boy, you talk about a cherry on the top of a failure season is getting beat by uh, 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 Detroit. Holy cow. You know, the good news is they got the Bears one more time, so that should probably be a pretty good uh, outcome for them. But, you know, the other thing, Bill, that I, I really wanted to talk about is you saw – you see their, their receivers now, they're eight weeks into this thing, and they're starting to come around. You know, I, I was happy with what you saw with Dobbs last night. He, the, the long one he missed, and some of that is confidence. Um, but on a couple other plays, I guess the wide receiver screen – was really good. Uh, I mean, that was a, a design RPO, and he, they, the, the quarterback, or the, excuse me, the corner bailed on there, and he just broke it off to a to a flat pass and caught that, and you know the touchdown pass, uh, and the way that uh, uh, Samari broke off on or Tory, the way that he broke off his route to catch that one in the end zone. I mean, those are positive things. Those are that's what wide receivers are supposed to do. The problem is. When you're coming from the college ranks up in the NFL, it's really hard. There's, you know, there's the three positions that are hardest to play coming out of college is quarterback, obviously, tack, offensive tackle, and wide receiver because the mental part of the game is so vastly thick compared to in college where you just run by a guy. And, and in the NFL, you can't, it's very hard to run by anybody. And, and those guys, you have to be smart with your body control and your body positioning and being able to, to read the field and read what coverage you got and break off, hit find, you know, find, you hear about guys settling into a zone. Those things, you don't just roll out of the room and then learn how to settle into the zone. Those things I've learned. And those are the hard parts about playing in the NFL that, you know, physically speaking, you come out of college, you're probably dominant of the guy you're across, but not, not in the NFL. They're, you know, they're, they're all really, really good players. And, um, you know, those were some good things. There's going to be some more hiccups for sure, but that is positive to see that out there, and that's really good to see. And I hope Packer fans saw some of that and understand that, you know, Devontae Adams, his first three seasons in Green Bay weren't exactly highlight rules, and you know, now he's one of the best wide receivers in the league. And 
it, it just takes time. It takes it takes effort. Now, whether or not these guys have the effort and they have the what's under the left nipple to to, to put in the time to to learn and be really skilled at what they do is yet to be seen. But the the, the signs are there that it's positive and it's sinking in. So I think it's important to, to point that out and. Um, you know, hopefully they can block a little bit and they can show some of that off. Yeah, I would uh, I would love to see progression uh, quicker, sooner rather than later in the wide receiving core. By the way, when you mentioned Devontae Adams, one catch, three yards yesterday, you talk about a guy that's probably regretting his decision to leave. Holy smokes. They're awful. That That's oh. a terrible football team. Yeah, that that was a surprise, wasn't it? I mean, that, you, yeah. you think you're getting McDaniel down there and that would turn things around and then you just fall flat on your face. Not good. Yep. Nope, I completely agree. All right, buddy, appreciate it. We'll talk again soon, okay? Yeah, thanks for the time, and I hope you guys have a great week. There you go. That's our buddy Eric Baranchek joining us for a couple of minutes on the hotline. Always good to get him on board, break down some film. Yeah, you talk about Darnell Savage as opposed to Dallin, who you're watching over on Buffalo, the rookie out of Pittsburgh. And then you see Darnell Savage. Uh, I don't necessarily throw Adrian Amos into that mix. He's... He's been pretty solid, but Savage is sometimes – he was a guy that was a hitter. He was a guy that did all of that. I don't know what happened to him. I don't know where he lost his tenacity, but he just he, – he's he's become a weak link in the secondary almost. 877-867-1670. Now it's time. Let's go back. We're going to get your phone calls. We're going to get your tweets, your emails, all that kind of good stuff. Hit us up over on the Bud Light live stream. Want to hear from you as well. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at Albanese's Roadhouse right there on Blue Mountain Road in Waukesha. And it's next to uh, Menards, as a matter of fact. Open today at 4, all throughout the week, as a matter of fact. Monday through Thursday, they open up at 4 o'clock. They've got the Winter Bocce Ball League signing up. They've got the Sports Bar, Dominic Sports Bar. They do some catering. So much over there at Albanese's Roadhouse. If you're looking for good Italian food on the west side of Milwaukee, that is the place to go. Stay tuned. We've got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Good day to you. Bill Michael Show. We continue on. This portion of the program brought to you by a good friend over there at Dwayne's Cover It All. I was uh, watching over the weekend, as a matter of fact, and uh, he had posted some stuff from uh, from some office chairs that had been uh, re- recovered to uh, some stuff that he had done for uh, somebody's boat. It was a it was a fold out seat. It was like a bench seat on a boat that you would fold out. And oh my God, they were the before and afters were just amazing. And I've been talking about that for a long, long time. Uh, Dwayne's such a good guy, too. When you want to go to somebody that's not only really good at what they do, but they're just good people, Wisconsin's best canvas upholstery and boat cover provider, go to Dwayne's, D-U-A-N-E-S, Dwayne's Cover It All.com. Call them 715-870-2119. You can ship it up there if you want to. You can ship it from anywhere in the state. You can drive it up, uh, meet them hand to, face-to-face, hand-to-hand, whatever. Dwayne's cover at all.com 715-870-2119 715-870-2119 that is Dwayne's cover it all.com let's get back to the phone calls and I guess after listening to Eric Baranchek talk and what needs to happen 
some of the positives that came out of last night's game. And this is what we're this is where we're at now. Okay, now think about this. Packers, every year you come into the season, you're thinking Super Bowl or bust, right? Yesterday, we are excited about some positives in a loss. The fact that they they ran the ball. The fact that some of the young guys made some catches. The drops weren't nearly as, as prolific. You're still talking about a team that's penalized. Okay, that's penalized probably far too much. Which means you're out of place, you lose control of yourself, things happen. But when you look at the penalties yesterday, eight penalties, 58 yards, to only four penalties, 35 yards. But a couple of those penalties, big penalties, they extended drives, and one of them cost the team a touchdown. So it's still not clean, detail football. But yesterday we saw something that was a little bit better that maybe gives you a modicum of hope. But that's where we're at right now as a fan base. Let's go back to the phone calls. Let's go to Jim. Jim, welcome to the program, man. How you doing today? What's up? I'm fine, Bill. How are you? I'm doing good. Doing good. What's going on? Well, I'd like to talk about Aaron Rodgers a little bit. I think uh, Devontae Adams is the one that really made Aaron Rodgers' most valuable player. I think Devontae Adams should have been the most valuable player on the team at that time. Aaron Rodgers, to me, is just an average quarterback now because he overthrows a lot and he underthrows a lot. And until he wins seven Super Bowls with two different teams, you can't compare him to Tom Brady. That's all I have to say. Thank you. All right, buddy. He drops off. You get on board, 877-867-1670. Now, that comment of he's an average quarterback, he's an above-average quarterback. He, he's he's an above-average quarterback, but he is. And, yeah, he's had underthrows and overthrows. We don't know how the thumb is, and hopefully the thumb came out of that game pretty clean, and it continues to get better. But that pass he threw to Samari Torre, was flicking it 50 yards on his back foot. The pass to Romeo Dobbs was on a rollout, and he flicked it, and there it was. The pass last week to Aaron Jones, dropping it right into the breadbasket to where only he could get it in between double coverage. That was the thing of beauty. There's not many guys that can do that pretty consistently. And when you compare him to, uh, to Tom Brady, I think in the comparison – you look at Aaron Rodgers and his numbers and what he's done, and you look at the technical side of things, no, he hasn't won the same amount of Super Bowls, but I'm not going to blame all that on Aaron Rodgers. I mean, you go back to 2014, he wasn't the guy telling Ty Montgomery to go down. That was Julius Peppers. He didn't make the Micah Hyde mistake on the two-point conversion. He wasn't Bostic going up for an onside kick. You know, he didn't do any of that. He wasn't the defense. He didn't play defense. I mean, you got to have a complete team. And I, I said this last night. Now, think about this. Uh, and I had posted this. You know, leaders, they they emotionally elevate guys. Okay, you can't do it for them, but you can emotionally elevate guys. You can help, and you can lower yourself down to their level to help them, to coach them and bring them up, okay? 
there's a lot that can go a long way with really positive, positive type of attitude, so to speak. Okay, you got to have the physical attributes, but you know what I'm talking about. But Brett Favre won a championship with Reggie White. Aaron Rodgers won a championship with Charles Woodson. Where is the leadership on this team? Who's that guy? I thought Zedarius was that guy. Zedarius got that defense up. They were playing the, the Smith brothers together. He pulled Preston Smith along for the ride to be a leader. And Preston Smith became the leader. But once Zedarius left, there, there, you don't hear all of this bravado. You don't hear all of this brimming confidence, this, this, you know, you don't hear it. You don't get it. You know what I'm talking about, right? Who's the leader? Adrian Amos is quiet. Kenny Clark is quiet. You can't be a leader if you don't play well. Dean Lowry's too up and down. Jerron Reed's new. Quay Walker, Devontae Wyatt, those guys, they're rookies and showing it. Devondre Campbell, kind of your leader, kind of, right? The guy that that does yap a lot is Jair, but you need a you need that guy in the middle. You need that that pass rusher, that that bulk, that dude. You don't have that right now. Rashawn Gary goes about his business and plays well, but you don't you don't have that leader. 877-867-1670. Let's go to our buddy L listening to us in Philly. L, what's going on, man? Hey, how you doing? Good, pal. What are you thinking? First of all, these people with this whole Aaron Rodgers crap, man, like leave Aaron Rodgers alone. Listen, as a fan base, I got to say this. When I live in Philadelphia, and there's some real rockers and bad fans here, but Green Bay fans are so spoiled, man, so spoiled. But how dare you sit up there and talk about Aaron Rodgers? Yesterday, to be honest, I didn't see he played well to me. Like he really mm-hmm. played well, considering the circumstances. He didn't have any bad throws yesterday, besides the one that was tipped that was intercepted. I mean, that pass he threw to Dobbs over there in the corner. The pass he threw to Samari, like you just said earlier. The other one, they were on time. He was getting the guys that were open when they were open. But if you look at the, uh, you know, if you're quite sure you look at the tape, those dudes were covered. You know what I'm saying? Yep. A good, good portion of the game, and he he took what he, uh, you know, what they gave him. But also, um, I was just going to say, um, it, it seems like it's light at the end of the tunnel with this. Um, me, I mean, I've called you before, and prior to that, that's been screaming for them to run the ball. And of course, Lafleur has been lying to us, saying, "Oh, we want to put our best players on the field, and we're going to utilize, uh, you know, 33 and 28, and they haven't utilized them. They have like, my, I mean, they have under like 10 carries or whatever. Now you see." Finally, when you run the ball, what could happen? And it, and it has so happened to happen against arguably the best team in the league with the best defense. You run for over 200 and some odd yards. So hopefully we could use this as a measuring stick of what we're capable of doing if we just stick to the game plan and let allow to run, who was pretty much our best, you know, the two running backs are pretty much our best two skill position players as we speak today. Let them set up everything else. Because then you could do play action after that and, you know, work off of that. But... You know, I, I'm just, you know, I'm definitely looking positive for, you know, the future. And hopefully we can squeak some, squeak into the playoffs. But I will say um, on the defensive end, listen, Gary, I mean, I'm about to call you Gary. Uh, Bill, you definitely hit the nail on the head, man. It's so, it's a head scratcher where you've seen this defense from last year, how they are aggressive. 
They were in people's faces. They attacked to now a, a ball, um, a ball carrier would get the ball out the backfield or a catch, and they just stand there and just try to like react off of them instead of just right. attacking them and just go to make the tackle. Like I seen Adrian Amos do it yesterday. Darnell Savage, we man, he's been doing it all season. I don't get it. I don't understand what this dude Joe Barry is telling them. They'll sit back, they'll play sticks coverage, and then move back three or five yards from the sticks once the ball is hiked. Like the whole yep. purpose of you playing stick coverage is to cover the sticks. What are you doing? So yeah, I don't but, get it. And, and then it, it gives a false sense of the defense playing well when you get two turnovers and you hold Buffalo to three points for the second half, which is good, but collectively the defense isn't playing well. And I just feel like they they definitely need a um, you know a, a shot in the behind or someone new to come in there um, and whistle. Yeah. But listen, I just wanted to ask you this real quick. Um, I'm, I'm not really familiar with the college uh, football scene, or whatever in Wisconsin or whatever. But I hear you guys before they were saying how they wanted Jim Leonard, the guy that coaches yeah. uh, Wisconsin, to come in and be a defensive yeah. coordinator. Do you think they have a chance of doing that in the off season, like luring him away from there? Because I know he's the coach now, the interim coach. Yeah, I think Jim Leonard, I think the reason Jim Leonard stayed in college is because he knew eventually he was going to be the head coach of the Badgers, which is where he played, and that's what he wanted. So uh, I think uh, I, I think that's the reason Jim Leonard decided not to take the job in Green Bay. Okay, that makes sense. Okay. All right, thanks, yeah. man. I appreciate it. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon, man. L, good call out of Philly. Good call. By the way, when you talk about um, Rodgers, if he doesn't, when you when you think about this for a minute, if he doesn't have the batted ball that ends up being a pick, his quarterback rating ends up being a 105.2. Really, 105.3 if you round up. 105.3. That's a that's a really good game, quarterback-wise. 19 to 30, 203 yards and a couple of touchdowns. The batted ball in the air that ended up falling into the arms of the defender, that ball is the one that brings him down to a 90-something, whatever he ended up at yesterday. Uh, 91.4. Otherwise, he ends up with a really good game as a quarterback. It's probably his best game of the season, no? Yeah. Yep. I would agree. Even given they had open shots throughout the first half, it just wasn't blocked well. Like Zach yeah. Tom was getting toasted up there when dudes were yeah. open. It was. And, and, and think about this. I mean, the positive to take away also is that was the number one rush defense in the league. And, and you racked up 208 yards on him yesterday. Even with the, even if you take away the Aaron Rodgers run of 11 yards, you still racked up 197 yards on him. I mean, <laughs> that's saying something. You were able to do that. Uh, your offensive line opened some holes, and Aaron Jones did the rest for the most part with 143 yards and 7.2 yards per carry. But it was almost like uh, defensive philosophy was, you can't throw the ball. We'll just take away whatever you think you can get downfield. We'll just let you run for a while and take some time off the clock. But we're just going to drill you with our own offense, let you take time off the clock because you can't play catch-up. So I'm, I'm really now interested to see what happens in Detroit and if the Packers stick with a similar game plan. But I'll go back to what I said at the beginning of the program. Play action and such for this Packers team is non-existent. Maybe a play or two per game, but that's, I mean, there is nothing. It is straight, line it up, not a lot of motion, here you go. But I did like the fact that Rodgers was under center more, which gave you a little more thought for, defensively speaking, to to 
figure out for that split second mentally what was going on and whether or not Rodgers was pulling the ball or not and some of the throws that they had. I, I thought the, the, the game plan itself was pretty solid. It's just, man, the offensive line is just so, you know, one or two guys here or there just so blow this thing up. You just get rolling and then boom, somebody misses an assignment. And, and, and Rodgers talked about it. I mean, I can point at two or three specific assignments during – some of those screens where guys just flat out whiffed. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, go ahead and do so. Let's go ahead and take a quick uh, quick break. Stay tuned. We're uh, right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. That's all that was. Just being honest, you feel me? That's all I can do. He said he didn't know who started it, but he said he finished it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he mean by that. I need more clarification. Do you know who started it? No, nah, I don't either. I finished it. And all the guys here. Second quarter begins, second and one. Allen shot to the end zone. Touchdown! Brought in by Stefan Diggs. Welcome back to the program. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at JL Tire Service, just north of 94 out in uh, Johnson Creek. As a matter of fact, uh, I had gotten some tires from them, and you know this because I talk about everything, uh, but I got some tires from them. And uh, this past weekend, ran over a nail, and it, like, I don't know what it did to the tire to where it, like, tore on the inside. But Lyle, I called Lyle up, said, Hey, I uh, got a nail. He said, Bring it on out. Uh, first thing, brought it out. And they're like, new tire, here you go. Don't worry about it, no charge. And uh, it was under warranty, so uh, hell yeah. <laughs> you know, even even when things like that happen, you're good to go. So I was I was fired up. Um, when you, uh, a couple of different things, uh, and, and I, I want to get to some of the people that are over on uh, uh, the Bud Light live stream. But um, funny how McCaffrey can come to a new team, the 49ers, and be a pivotal factor, yet players already there in Green Bay can't figure it out since being there from the beginning of the season. I agree with you. Now, McCaffrey's a veteran player, okay? So this is why you can look at this and say, you know what, if you bring in a Chase Claypool, somebody that already has some vet skills about them, but yet they're young enough to be a dynamic player with good ball skills and such, they should be able to come in and figure it out. Or a guy like an OBJ, which I don't think he's coming here. But I I, I agree. This whole thing, I mean, Shana, what Shanahan did was give – first of all, McCaffrey started studying the playbook on the plane. Spent the whole weekend with the head coach and a play caller. So he had about 20, 25 plays that he was already up, st- up to speed on. Then this week they just said, let's use your athleticism and use your dynamicness. And that's what they did. You had a coach that schemed for the talent he has rather than saying, let's fit everybody into the scheme that I want to run. You may not have the talent for that. Boy, there's a difference, isn't it? 877-867-1670. Also, our buddy Rick says, I was looking at the Vikings schedule. They look as if they will get at least the number two seat. Uh, William says, uh, two best passing offenses in, in football are the Bills and the Chiefs. Neither team has a sing, single receiver drafted in the first round. I'm not. To me, it's not about finding the first round guy. 
You know, it's it's to me, it's not about that. It's about about the development of those guys. Who knows? Christian Watson gets through the injuries this season. He still may turn out to be some kind of a receiver. You know, Romeo Dobbs could still end up being one of the best receivers the Packers have ever had. He's starting to kind of get it, you know. As you see that, maybe that, I mean, because like, you know, Eric Branchek said earlier, look, Devontae Adams, hell of a receiver, but he wasn't that way the first few years. And then he emerged as that guy. But you, I, it's very difficult to ask rookies to come in and be that kind of an impactful player. It just, it just doesn't happen. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. We're late. We were late for a break. Before I got to take a break. Now we'll come back. We'll get back into the phone calls. Hang in there. This portion of the program brought to you by again our friends at J and L Tire Service out there in uh, Johnson Creek, just north of the highway. Go to jnltire.com. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers lose to the Buffalo Bills 27-17 in a game that got chippy right from the start. Rookie linebacker Quay Walker ejected after tackling former Georgia running back James Cook on the sidelines, then shoving a Bills practice squad player, Zach Davidson, who was in street clothes, Walker at his locker after the game. So I was making a tackle on the sideline on my former teammate, and uh, felt somebody pushed me from behind, and I probably misinterpreted on what it was, and I just Reacted out of emotion. Uh, but right away, as soon as I did that, I apologized to the guy that I did push. Matt Lafleur. Like I told him on the field, I said it's always the second guy. You got to keep your poise, and that's something we, we talk about. We stress all the time. Guys around the league losing their mind. It's an unfortunate lesson that he that he's got to learn. That's the kind of stuff that I have zero tolerance for. The Packers lost their other inside linebacker, Devondre Campbell, to a knee injury. Wide receiver Christian Watson suffered a concussion. When their pass protection broke down, the Packers switched to a ground attack with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, which racked up 208 yards on 31 combined carries and kept at it even down by 17 points. Bills linebacker Von Miller. You know, I, was, I was shocked that they ran the ball so much. You know, they had... Uh... Aaron Rodgers, and, you know, I was just expecting him to, you know, have a little bit more control. So I I was kind of anticipating him, you know, passing the ball a little bit more, and they just kept running and running and running. And I think we're up by 17 points, and, you know, they got to start passing the ball soon, but nope. So up next, the Packers head to Detroit to face the Lions. Left tackle David Bakhtiari. Obviously, we did pretty good. Lying in on the running backs, both AJs. Um, Take a look at the film, get a better idea. But at the end of the day, we got to get it done. We're 3-5. and this is a L and L column. I'm not going to sit here and look at more victories. Um, we got to be better. That's Packers left tackle David Bakhtiari. I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels Show. Trip, don't forget about the opening drive contest. Only at Quick Trip. Stop in, type in your quick rewards as you're getting some gas. We all need gas anyway, right? Stop in at Quick Trip. Type in the quick rewards number. You're automatically registered. You know what that means? If if your name is drawn in one week, uh, one name a week is going to be drawn for the opening drive contest. And if your name is drawn, then for every yard garnered by the Green Bay Packers, you get 10 bucks. It's that simple. And if they score, five hondo, five hondo in a pocket. Not a bad way to go. I mean, you may not hit the lottery for a billion bucks, but not a bad way to go if you can get uh, at least, uh, you know, 10, 20, 50, 60 bucks in your pocket, something like that for the Green Bay Packers, maybe five hondo. For fuel, because the gas took another jump over the weekend. Got down, it was about 339, all of a sudden it's 359 again. Went back up. Stop in a quick trip. Good stop. Whether it's to pick up donuts, 
hot food, cold food, stuff for your tailgate, whatever it happens to be. That's our friends at Quick Trip, always trying to help you out and a proud partner of the Green Bay Packers. So good stuff from our friends over there at Quick Trip. Uh, this one's from Jake. Jake says, uh, hey, unit, I think they need two wide receivers, not just one. Uh, but Gutekinds is never going to do it. They only have $7.5 million under the cap. They would have to start restructuring deals right now. Not going to happen. I think this team is going to stand pat. We're all going to scream for Gutekinds' head. What happens next year when it's same old, same old? Do we then say, do we then say that Joe Barry is the problem? Because we all know he's going to be gone at the end of the season. What next for the Green Bay Packers? Is, is this a mediocre roster that continues to get worse? There's a lot there. Um, first of all, if the Packers don't make a move, I, and I, I'll be honest with you, I thought they would have already made a move. I thought if you were going to make one, you'd make one last week or the week prior. You're trying to get as much as you can out of somebody to get them in, to get them acclimated, to maybe get you ready for this particular game. Uh, I know that the, the the rumor mill has been filled with Green Bay Packers are making calls. Well, what are you doing? Are you making calls to see if people are available and then hanging up, calling it a prank? Just because they see the 920 area code? God, must be the Packers. <laughs> hey, is Chase Claypool there? Is he? Is he running? <laughs> and then they hang up the phone. You know, I, are you calling to see if guys are legitimately available or just not? 877-867-1670. I agree. I really thought the Packers would have made a deal already, to be honest with you. Just just my thought. Uh, let's do this. Let's get back to it. Let's go to Gerard, our buddy from Delaware. Gerard, what's going on, man? Hey, Bill. You know, I was looking at this, and I was thinking about this this morning. Um, they spoke about Watson like he was Randy Moss. Oh, we had plays for him. Oh, if he was on the field, we lost him. He had Rodgers and LaFleur talking about him. Here's a guy who dropped the pass. That would have been a touchdown against Minnesota. That could have turned that game and maybe the season around. And then he can't get on the field. I, I, do they think we're really stupid? And then and then the other thing I want to talk about was, remember the 80s? I was always sitting there and I'm going, oh, well, if they get this player, they need one more player, they need this. No. They had total dysfunction then. Total dysfunction. And I hope this doesn't turn into the Charles Martin situation, the way they're getting chippy, the way they're talking, all the nonsense they're starting in now. You mm -hmm. remember what he did, right, Charles Martin? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, you know, Jim and, McMahon and was never the what same. I'm, worried about. I'm telling you. And another thing that this guy, LaFleur, is starting to remind me of Lindy Ufante. That's who he's starting to remind me of. And that's remember, Lindy Afante came in. Oh, he's this great offensive coordinator. Everything else, blah 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 blah. And the first thing Wolf did when he came in was get rid of him. Fired him, yeah. Okay. And no this is this is. I'm looking back and I'm trying to compare situations and what's going on. Everything you said is correct. Everything a lot of callers said, not everyone, but a lot of them said, is correct. You know what that means? It's totally dysfunctional. Because we're we're seeing this part, this part, this part, this part, and this part. It's totally dysfunctional. Okay, now they start running the ball after how many weeks we've been saying get on oh, right, I know, and run the yep. ball. So now they start running the ball. So what what happened, Bill? We seen it weeks ago, and they're just getting around to it. What's yeah, going on? I know. 
Gerard, we're at the top you know? of the hour, man. I appreciate the phone call, and I'll, I'll kind of, uh, kind of, kind of start out the next hour with just that. Stay tuned, everybody over on the Bud Light live stream. Stick around. I'm going to continue to get to your comments as well. Packers lose. By the way, Bucks playing tonight, taking on Detroit, the only undefeated team in the NBA. Very quietly flying under the radar right now. You've got to the World Series starting back up again this evening as well. Ben Kenny sitting in the studio right now, holding his breath. Hopefully, he doesn't pass out. Got a lot else, a lot of other stuff going along. And by the way, one of the most spectacular finishes to a NASCAR race I think I've ever witnessed. We haven't even talked about that. You got four players for Michigan State. Now possibly charges being filed against them for beating the hell out of a Michigan player. That went on over the weekend. There's a lot to go. Stay tuned. A whole lot more coming up right after this. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.